Welcome to Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future with Dr. Bill Joby. Doc is a historian and a reenactor. On this show, you'll hear his thoughts about our personal liberties from their earliest recorded beginnings. You'll also be transported back to the 1750s to relive the life of Colonel George Washington and his adventures during the French and Indian War. Let's get started. Here's Dr. Bill Joby. Hello again, everybody. This is Dr. Bill Choby. Uh, we're doing Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future. We're building on contemporary interpretations of what our founding fathers left us with the Bill of Rights and what it is to be an American. A lot of the confusion that we see politically and culturally are because people don't understand uh, what it is to be an American and why we are special throughout the world and through the course of history. So these series of podcasts have been designed to try to give people a, a, an understanding of our traditional American freedoms. All these comments are based upon research that I've done. It's contained in my book, Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future, a book that's available online with theewingspublishing.com. That's T-H-E-E-W-I-N-G-S, publishing.com. It also can be found at my website, drbillchobybooks.com. And you can also find these podcasts at that website. book comes in hardback, softback, and audio versions. <clears throat> Today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about this issue of abortion and liberty. Now, recently, people in Ohio decided that abortion was more of a woman's right uh, to reproductive rights, as they call it, than uh, than what it actually is. We all know that uh, a baby is formed and is uh, able to survive outside of mom at various stages of development and with the technology we have today uh, many babies are saved at 20 weeks sometimes even less so as technology advances our understanding of what survivability becomes for an unborn american and that should have something to say from the halls of science into the halls of Congress and state Congresses, state legislatures. What's really missing in this debate, as the left continues to harp about a woman's rights, woman's rights, rights to her own body, she has a right to this, right to that. What they don't talk about is that there are rights of an unborn American. Constitution protects us for life, liberty, and property. But when does that unborn baby, fetus or blob of tissue, whatever you want to call it, when does that baby become an American? And when that happens, that baby is entitled to the same constitutional protection of life. In fact, it's a higher priority than a mother's pursuit of happiness. 
So the, the argument should be not whether or not a woman has a right to her own body and to kill a baby up to the moment of birth, which is what that constitutional change in Ohio has done, and what you often hear about the advertisements from the left. Those men shouldn't be telling us what to do with our body. <laughs> you know, how dare they do that? And that's all they think about. But that's not the issue. The real issue is infanticide. The real issue is to is one of convenience. The real issue is the slaughter of innocence. Now we know in the past that's happened whenever societies deconstruct their moral foundations. And this is a problem that's actually has become very common among women ever since the 60s and they're their, burning their bras and all that other nonsense. They don't want to be women. They want to be like men. They want to have the same choices men have. Even though they're biologically different, they're designed differently, they think differently than men. They want to have the same choices. And the result of that kind of thinking has led to the destruction of the American family. The American family unit is the foundation of our freedom. It is there that children learn the roles of mother and dad. One is the head, one is the heart. And when they become two heads, then it's just a matter of time before they differ sufficiently enough that they're, they're no longer a family. I really place this fault on women's lack of identity as to why they are unique and why they don't pursue what they have that men don't. So today we see a lot of transgender stuff, which I assume is because people aren't happy with the body they're in. For some reason, they don't like their gender. Boys want to become girls, girls want to become men. And then later on in life, after they've taken tens of thousands of dollars worth of puberty blockers and have a lifetime of prescription use of hormone replacements or substitutes or whatever you want to call it, keeping the pharmaceutical people very, very busy. And, and the, of course, the transgender surgery doctors, very wealthy. The bottom line is that you can't change DNA. You can't change what you really are spite of what you might think you can, you really don't. And all that comes is confusion and regret down the road. So abortion is part of that. You're starting to fiddle with what it is to be human. And why? Again, it's confusion, or it's it's uh, convenience. I want it my way. It's not thy will, it's my will be done. And as a result of that, we have chaos, social chaos. In a crumbling society. Same things were going on in any of the ancient cultures that survived for any period of time. They always decayed within to where they collapse. There's nothing new about this. I mean, there's there's a book, um, it's called Patterns of History by um oh rats, I can't think of the name right now. Ariel and Duran. Oh, Ariel and Duran, they're both two. They were husband and wife professors of history. Yeah, it's in my bookcase somewhere. But anyway, it's called The Pattern of History. And if you read through that, they'll show how these patterns occur 
and they primarily occur, history repeating itself, because humans and humankind at its core is always the same. So we go through a period of uh, making a bunch of mistakes, uh, you, know, get, you know, paying dearly for it, and we teach our children then not to repeat those mistakes, and we build a safer, more confident, more prosperous world, and then we get cushy, and out of the cushiness, we start doubting the, the foundations of what made us powerful and strong. And next thing you know, that starts crumbling down, and over time, everything falls apart, and then what you have to do, pick up the pieces if you can. And when you pick up the pieces, the one of those that do, it's always based on the same moral foundation that they're fathers or grandfathers had we're told we repeat the sins of our grandfathers and mothers i should say and we do we do today's there's a parallel here we've hit the, the roaring 20s matching that of the 80s and all of the you know depression era the 30s it wasn't quite as bad it's only because they spent a lot pumped a lot of borrowed money into it 34 trillion dollars by the way um which was only $4 trillion when I ran for Congress in 1994. <clears throat> they just The interest on national debt approaches $1 trillion. It's just a matter of time before that can't be paid, and then everything falls apart. And why is this? Because people are afraid to make hard decisions about what is morally right and what is good for us, even though the medicine tastes bitter. So what we need to do but to keep kicking the can down the road, and as long as we have borrowed money to throw at it, it sort of seems like, well, this will go away, but it doesn't. It just gets deeper. So back to abortion. It's designer babies is what we're dealing with. I don't like that baby because, well, he doesn't have blue eyes or he's a... Uh, He's going to be a boy instead of a girl. I wanted a girl, so I don't want to have a boy and then try again. Maybe get another boy, and then I'm stuck with two boys instead of having a boy and a girl, which I really like. Or if I had two girls, that's okay, too. But my husband maybe wanted a boy. So it becomes designer kids. Designer kids. Hmm. Let's think about the last time we heard something like that, national purity. Oh, gee whiz, that was Adolf Hitler talking about how pure the German, German people were. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed Germans were super race. So on out of convenience, we've taken the discussion of the constitutional rights of unborn Americans and cast it aside. And instead, we put the women's feelings on the ballot. Women's feelings on the ballot. No feelings at all for an unborn American. But they say, well, he's not an American or she's not an American until they're born. They're actually out of mom. But then up until the point where they're not totally out of mom, you can kill them. And it's not infanticide. But yet we have in some states... If somebody murders a pregnant woman and the baby dies inside, it's called a double murder. They're charged as a double murder. It's a double crime. But if we call it abortion, it's health care. And it's a woman's choice. The baby doesn't have a choice. That American that's inside mom never got a choice. And they're innocent. Yet you hear the left talk about, oh, it's so terrible. Death row is so terrible. It's full of innocent people. 
know, it's, it's uh, we can't have a death penalty because of there could be one innocent person out of all those hundreds of people on death row, and we just can't tolerate that in America. But yet, the innocent unborn Americans are now what over sixty million of them have died. And so what does the left do about all of this? Well, then they've got to keep the population rising because that's the only way they can keep this uh, this Ponzi scheme called Social Security going. So they have to import people. And they open up the borders and say, keep on coming in. Just keep coming in. They'll replace all the babies, all the unborn Americans we killed. But that's all right. You know, you're already born, you know, blah, blah, blah. What I don't tell you is that their plan is to give those people Social Security when they've never paid into it. It's called SSI, Social Security, whatever the heck it is. Look it up. Look it up, socialsecurity.gov. Look up uh, supplementing, Supplemental Social Insurance. Yeah, if you're an illegal and you're here and you don't have any money, they'll give you money out of your pocket because all the money in the Social Security Trust Fund came from you and me and your employer. Yeah, excuse me. That's true. I've been paying this since I was 16. I think I have to collect for seven years after I retire to get back everything I put in. And I continue to work at my age because I love to. I love doing what I'm doing. I don't kill myself doing it, but I'm still contributing to Social Security. And that sort of goes back and I keep padding that amount that I put in. And mind you, there isn't any interest on what I put in there. If I collected interest from the the, what, $300 I paid when I was 16 years old. That's what that'd be worth today, compounding that for, what, 40 years? Actually, 50 years. No, 40. Okay. Just imagine what that'd be worth. But they don't count the interest. And so now they're giving away our Social Security money to pay for these illegals that they're open the border to, and, and who knows what comes in with them, but those people are going to get on social welfare somehow with $34 trillion in debt. They can't keep hiding this business. So that money's going to come from somewhere, and I guarantee you they're going to hit our Social Security Trust Fund if they haven't already. Very sly. It's supposed to give it to Ukrainian uh, refugees. It's our money. Of course, all taxes are our money. But this is money that we specifically took out of our uh, our payroll every week or two weeks or month or whatever it is and put it aside for us. And of course, if we don't live to reach the retirement age, which is now 67, then somebody else gets your money. Your family doesn't get it, although they, you know, you worked for a long time and you put that money in there. Your family doesn't get it. No, they give it to somebody else who happens to live longer, which is fine by people who happen to live longer. But it's really not fair. If you work all your life and you die the day before you collect Social Security, that money should at least go to your family. It doesn't. It goes to somebody else. And in many cases, it could be illegal aliens living amongst us. So this is a solution that the left has. You pass these constitutional amendments like it did in Ohio in order to make it possible to keep killing babies and letting, and at the same time, they nod, nod, wink, wink, come on, come on board, come in here, all these illegals, because you got to replace all the people that are killed by, all the unborn Americans that were killed by abortion. So how do we combat this? Well, we have to start talking about a few things. And we have to counter the left. They, they poured millions of dollars into Ohio from all over the country. 
And see, un unfortunately, the pro-life movement is not really rich. Most of their money comes from nickels and dimes and pennies and, you know, dollar bills and here and there. Small contributions. Those very faithful, honorable, moral people. And people who object to the abortion clinics and such, they could end up being arrested in the middle of the night like that fellow did. Uh, where was it in Virginia? Have the FBI banging on your door at 6 o'clock in the morning with their guns drawn, saying, you said something so-and-so to somebody out in front of an abortion clinic, and therefore we're entitled to take you out of your home and throw you in prison. There's a lawsuit going on, by the way, by that guy that they did that to. They had to sue the heck out of the FBI agents and the DOJ for it. And you can do that through Section 1983 of the Civil Rights Act of 1872. Because that's what the Ku Klux Klan used to do. They do stuff like that. So you hear uh, Jim Crow 2.0 is what the Democrats are doing to people today. In fact, in many cases, it's, it's black Democrats who are doing it to whites. But it's okay because they're righteous. You know, they're righteous because they're black and they earned it and they deserved it because 150 years ago they knew somebody had an uncle or a great great grandfather or mother that has actually was a slave. So they're righteous. That justifies violating the Constitution with their Jim Crow, Jim Crow 2.0. But as I said to you before, more black babies are aborted in New York City than are born. So they have to find a way to keep the numbers up. They just let the immigrants in. Oh, never mind. There might be some terrorists in there who will do us harm someday. But that's all right because, well, abortion is something that women should have for convenience, just like those designer babies. So how do we counter this? One, we talk about unborn Americans. Because those unborn Americans are entitled to the same protections, constitutional protections, in fact, even more so than their mothers are to control their own bodies. Remember, the mother's right to choose comes from pursuit of happiness. Or even maybe liberty, you can sort of squeeze that in there. But life is always before liberty to pursuit of happiness or, or property. So life is the highest priority of the U.S. Constitution, and that unborn American has is entitled to it. Question is, when does it become an American? Now, quickening is a term that's used for when a heartbeat starts, the quickening of birth. And the, uh, the one record we have of that uh, quickening was when, you know, this is biblical, Mary goes to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth hears the voice of Mary, and she feels the baby leap inside. That's a quickening. John the Baptist was, what, how many months older than Jesus? So that's a quickening. That, that blob of tissue, if you will, that fetus or that developing baby suddenly gets a heartbeat. That's a quickening. And some people say, with the modern technology, you can detect that at six weeks. Well, at six weeks, most women don't even know they're pregnant. Might have missed one period or so, and are starting to wonder. And then they look around and say, oh, gee whiz, I'm pregnant. But clearly, when you get out to 15 weeks, those little babies, those unborn Americans, can feel pain. Now, these same people that say it's okay to kill babies, unborn Americans... 
but you better not hurt that dog or you better not hurt that cat. Those poor critters, they'll go to great extremes, SBCA and all other sort of nonsense to convince everybody that you're terrible if you hurt a pet. And I'm, I'm a pet lover, believe me. I've got dogs and I have a horse. I've had animals around me all my life. And it's a shame when anybody abuses any animal. That's actually, you see people abusing animals. You know, it's a matter of time before they start abusing people. All the serial killers are also animal abusers. What does that tell us about the nature of people, women who get abortions? Does that not make them more callous? Does that not make them more cold-hearted? And when they're cold-hearted... Do they not do other cold-hearted things? Or is it just when they kill their unborn American baby? It does make them cold-hearted. And there's a conflict within. And studies have shown women who've had abortions have serious problems, emotional problems later in life. Not to mention that they don't live as long. They're more prone to botched surgeries or they're more prone to all kinds of hormonal upsets. They're all prone to emotional breakdowns because of what they've done to that unborn American. And because they didn't have, they interrupted the process, the natural process of having a child and going through to what normally would be breastfeeding until the child, I guess, develops teeth or at least six months. Or We all know that breastfeeding imparts a great deal of immunity to a child but more than that, it's a bonding experience for an infant. It's so essential for developing a human being with a heart, with sensitivities. A lot of our crimes committed by people who never had that touch. But mothers don't want to breastfeed anymore because, well, they're, they're busy with their careers. And that's sort of messy, and people don't want to know that you're breastfeeding. And if you show somebody your breast, that means you're trying to sexually attract them. And I mean, this whole business about, you know, women running around half naked, they, you know, they're almost totally naked, but you can't see the tips of their nipples because that somehow is taboo, but you can see everything else. I mean, come on, let's get over it. Breasts are for babies. And women don't breastfeed, they are prone. They're prone. Studies have shown that they're prone to higher incidence of breast cancer. What does that tell you about what, what's natural or what's healthy? If you have a child, breastfeed it. Well, dad may get a little jealous now and then, but hey, he'll get over it. So the downside of abortion is that the women's health ultimately pay for it. But more importantly, is that unborn American already paid dearly for this choice. Another sad part about abortion, the abortion proponents, they weren't on demand by anybody. So we throw out the whole concept of parental consent. I mean, you can't, you know, little girls can't get their ears pierced until they're 18 unless mom or dad signs off on it. They can't get their teeth fixed unless their mom and dad signs off on it. But they can go kill an unborn American simply because it's convenient. You see, there's there's more than enough holes that we can punch through this business of abortion. It's really, it's a huge industry. 
Doctors are getting really rich at it. It's quick money. And when they can't do abortions, then they start doing transgenders and all that other stuff because it's easy money. How much money do you need to feel like you're satisfied? Billions, quadrillions. Love of money's the root of evil. Money's nothing but a servant. It's something that's useful to do what we need to do about our lives, but you can't take it with you. You know, people have gazillions of dollars that inherit to their kids, they end up blowing it and screwing up their lives. You know, you have to be morally depraved. And that's really what the, at the core of this. These people are evil. They're evil. This is the only paradise they'll ever know. So they want to get go with gusto and get everything they can out of it. Because they don't know what where's, what's going to happen when they're gone. They might think that they're going to be reincarnated like the Hindus or something. But bottom line, it doesn't work that way. It only doesn't work that way in a Judeo-Christian view. You see, so they have all these bizarre views about what morality is, what religion is, what God is, and all this other nonsense. And it's through that, you know, diluting down all these moral principles that made America great, they're able to justify all this on a moral basis. You know, to them, God is what they make him out to be. But it's not thy will, it's my will. Hey, who are you to say I can't do what I want to do with my body? Well, the Constitution says that. You can't kill somebody. Not committing, you know, murder. Oh, murder. Well, that's in the Ten Commandments. Yeah, it's in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. That came down from above, and it's worked pretty well for the past 6,000 or more years. So why are we abandoning it now? Because it's all about power, and with power you get money. Democrats know they can't win on the economy. They can't win on crime. They can't win on inflation. So they talk about something they think they can win on, and that's the woman's right to choose. Nothing about the unborn American's right to choose. But people are so stupid, they buy into this stuff. And why? Well, it's because we've lost our moral core. We've been losing it for decades. People no longer think in terms of right or wrong, and absolutes that to guide their lives. It's always shades of gray something, and therefore I can do what I want to do, and that's a disaster. That book, Patterns of History, by Muriel and Ariel, and you know, it's probably it's my bookcase. I'll have to look it up again. Duran, I think that's her last name, Duran. Ariel Duran. Look it up. It was published years ago. It's a great little book to read. Patterns of History. Well, so much for my rant on abortion. One thing we do know, this is promoted by Democrats. And we also know that Democrats don't really give a rip about this country. They only care about power because power gives them money and prestige. And they get into the Washington circles and the swamp just passes the buck around. It's a nice cash cow and a little merry-go-round. And they don't want that to change. So anybody that comes and threatens that, of course, you're you're worse than the devil himself. And this is why they're after Trump and Jim Crow 2.0 and all that. But we know that Americans out there who love this country, who love God, who love their families, and have a heart, a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone, that we will rise and have our voice be heard at the ballot box, not the bullets, but at the ballot box. 
next time around. If you want to build a foundation for see where I'm coming from, go back and read my book, Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future. It's available at my website, Dr. Bill Choby's Books, D-R-B-I-L-L-C-H-O-B-Y, books.com. And you can get other podcasts there as well. Or you can buy it through theewingpublishing.com. It's also available at Amazon and some uh, Barnes & Noble stores. There's an audio version, paperback version, and hardcover. It's an easy read. You can sit down and do it one night, but you may want to do it more over and over again just to get it, get the concepts in it. But I hope that you have a better understanding of why killing unborn Americans is an existential threat to the future of this country. And the only solution is put an end to it by boycotting all Democrats. Just, we just have to defeat the party completely. Just, just wipe them out. Start from scratch. They can be their own phoenix and create something different. But for now, wipe them out. Boycott all Democrats, all levels. And we'll get control of this country and get back to a constitutional foundation. Again, I thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And um, I appreciate your tuning in. Once again, Dr. Bill Choby signing off. Liberty in America, past, present, and future. Thank you for taking the time to hear my rant. <laughs>